Again, I'm missing all the kids and teaching them. I would have kept them all with me today, but it's a little bit harder when it's on the computer. We could have, I could have made this a very kid-friendly um, teaching today as we go through the scriptures. But um, anyways, they're, they're off to class now, and I thank you um, parents and um, family and friends who helped them interact with me today. They did a great job recognizing those different emotions. And so those uh, scoundrels that helped take a picture, my own daughters, that was great. They were able to express what their faces would look like in that time. And um, so we're going we're gonna to take um, some time today. We're going to talk about life's journey and the different emotions that go um, with us, alongside us, every day. And so sometimes people will feel those different emotions, sadness, they'll feel um, anger, they'll feel anxiety. They can feel those within minutes of each other at times. And uh, so we're going to take a moment, we're going to look at the scriptures, we're going to filter through. But I do know that, um, you know, Dr. Stokes has always encouraged us, deal with the scriptures, work through them um, years, weeks, months before you teach on them. And this is something that I have worked on, and I've been in the field of mental health for 18 years now. As I was prepping this, I was thinking, wow, I've been in the field in different areas of the field of mental health and helping people for over 18 years. What a blessing that is to give to them and to work with different families, different students. And so um, that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to focus on three of the major emotions that I have seen over those 18 years, and that is anxiety, anger, and depression. <clears throat> this is likely going to be broken up into at least two different um, teachings, and one reason why is I, I was working on it last night. I was actually recording myself, thinking I might do a pre-recording and then show that, but uh, that ended up being 50 minutes long, and I, I, I think most of you would um, fall into that depressive um, sleeplessness if I went that long. So I'm not going to go that long today. Um, but before I get into the scriptures, I do want to say that I personally believe that God has, um, he has worked in the medical field. And sometimes whenever people are struggling for long periods of time with any type of mental illness, sometimes those um, medications... They do help when you are working with a doctor. So I don't um, say that the Bible can fix everything. I think God works through medical and through medication sometimes. So those are definitely needed. I also believe that um, some vitamins are sometimes needed. And so those are definitely something that can help with those different emotions at different times. And um, they can help support you. Yet I believe that we need to be able to filter some things every once in a while or all the time to tell you the truth we need to use the filter not like this kind of filter but this kind of filter we need to look at what the word of god says and most people that aren't christians or don't that maybe are christians they don't filter through the scriptures and open up the word of god and let god speak through what's going on in your life and so I truly believe that if you're trying to understand some of those emotions that you have inside of you, um, God is going to work 
um, with you today. He will work with you if you will just open up and filter through those scriptures. <clears throat> so, I am taking some time today to set this up, to talk about different things. And um, again, this may go for two, two teachings in a row. Um, Dr. Stokes will probably be back next week, but uh, I like to jump in and help when I can. And so this week he's helping at the UMJC. Anyways, I'm going to talk about anxiety first, then I'm going to go into anger, and then I'm going to talk about depression. There's a reason for um, those steps. A lot of times in my field, I actually, um, or a lot of us talk about peeling back the onion. And so when I'm working with somebody that's depressed and I start to focus on um, what they're feeling or what caused those depressive thoughts, those depressive moods, those, those emotions, those feelings, and the struggle to sometimes even just get out of bed, um, we start to peel back that onion. And believe it or not, they acted out on those other two pieces and they feel guilty over it. Um, so they backed it out on that anxiety. They backed it out on that anger. And they've hurt somebody. They've hurt themselves. And so um, you, you can see how those steps turn into depression. Um, but sometimes when we're anxious, when we're just depressed, um, we, we need other people. We need to one another. We need those support systems. Um, some people want to be left alone, which isn't always the best. But, and then others, they just need something to hold or hug. And that's why I brought Mr. Bear. Why, why else would we not want a big old bear here, right? We can just hug Mr. Bear sometimes. And that's what I mean by we need to one another. Some people don't like a big old bear that's as big as they are. So um, that's why I brought little Lammy. My kids let me use little Lammy and... They like to snuggle. Maybe whenever they're having a hard time at night sleeping um, and they're scared, that's another emotion, right? They can they can snuggle with Lammy while Mom and Papa actually go back to bed. Um, but we can pray with them. Don't forget to pray with them. That is one of the most important things that we can do is pray with our children when they're going through those different emotions. Because as you, we'll look at the scriptures, God always cares. And so that's very important in that way. So, Mr. Lammy wants to hang out. Mr. Bear takes a little while. But we're going to go to the scriptures now. What I want you to do is actually flip to Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And I'm going to talk about some other passages. We're going to talk about anxiety first. That's one thing that I had mentioned. Um, so that's our first one that we're going to talk about today. A lot of people don't see and the scriptures and see those emotions behind it because sometimes it's just not as clear as day and night. But when you see the behaviors and you work with those behaviors of the people, you can see those emotions in the scriptures as we turn to them. And so um, I looked up anxiety and the root in the Hebrew and the, the word is called dag, D-A-A-G is the way it was sounded out. So, and the the Behind the scenes, the definition talked about it being dread, worried, people that just um, just anxious for what's going to happen. I deal with that on my own. I think most of us have struggled with anxiety at some point in your life. 
And so, um, whatever is causing that, we can know that that our Heavenly Father cares for us. And He's went through that as well. And we can see that in the Scripture. So, Psalm 38, 18 says, For I confess my iniquity. I am full of anxiety because of my sin. You see, that's not something that medication is going to help with. When we have sinned, we have to go to the Father. We have to go back to that person that we have sinned against and ask for forgiveness. So we can get anxious because the Holy Spirit is working within us whenever we have sinned in that way. And David wrote that from Psalm 38, 18. I confess my iniquity. I'm full of anxiety because of my sin. So right there we see how that anxiety is done. And then in Proverbs 12, 25 it says, Anxiety is a man in a man's heart weighs it down. Wow. That's, that's really powerful in that way. Weighing you down. I've been in situations myself where I feel weighed down. I bet you have too. There's situations going on right now with COVID-19, with the, the riots going on. When you you allow either, even other people's sin to encroach on everything you're watching in the news, the news can weigh you down and you can be very anxious about tomorrow. Turn that off. I have encouraged people everywhere Turn the news off. The Lord is still working in your life. He still loves you. Trust. Filter everything that's going on through this. God will care for you. Cast all your worries on Him. And He will take them away. Let Him bear that burden. In 1 Peter 5, 6-7, through 7, it says, Humble yourselves. Under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you at the proper time. Casting all your anxiety. All. Not some. Not pieces. All your anxiety on him. Because he cares for you. Wow. That is powerful. He cares for me. He cares for you. And he wants you to talk with him. Talk about an anxiety-provoking scripture is Psalm 23. Whenever he talks, David's talking there about trusting in the Lord, right? Um, But yet God prepares a table before you. Wow, I want a table prepared by God. I bet it would have better food than I've ever imagined on that table. But who's he set at that table? He sets your enemies before you at that table. Whoa, that, that itself would be very anxiety-provoking. The people I've wronged, I've tried to go back to, um, those who just don't care for me, right? But they're there at that table. But the next passage says, And he anoints my head with oil. He lifts me above all. He shows them that I am trying to live a godly life and that I am one of His. You also are one of His. 
no matter what you're going through, whether he sets a table and all your enemies are there, he's going to um, work within you. He's going to lift you up and show you what you can do. He's going to show your enemies that you are his and you are a piece of the light of the world because he dwells in you. Some of our anxieties, some of these emotions that I'm going to talk about, they're generational. I know that the scripture teaches us in the Son. But why is that? It says because um, the sin of the Father doesn't fall on the Son because if you turn to the Lord and trust in Him, all things can be broken. But I can tell you this. The sin of the Father, if the Son doesn't come, sin can carry on. No doubt, I have seen that as well. But I've also seen the horrible alcoholism. I have seen the anxiety go from generation to generation. One of my key things in therapy whenever I'm talking to people is asking them, what's the background, what's the history in your family of this anxious behavior and they can tell me their mother their grandmother their great grandmother whatever it is there's a link to it and they just haven't been able to find it again sometimes it's chemicals in the body which medication can help with and God works through those sometimes you peel back that and you can find that there is a continued sin going on in that family and we have to help them work through that and stop that. And a lot of the times, whenever we um, we break our own values for those outside of the faith, when they break their own values and what they want to hold anchor to um, causes anxiety. Again, generational. Um, Abraham and Isaac, you can see that anxiety. What happened when Abraham went out as God wanted him to, to journey in the wilderness? into the desert and go from land to land Abraham himself had anxiety asking his own wife Sarah not trusting in the Lord taking his eyes off the path that God had for him and asking Sarah please tell that king that you're my sister so they won't kill me huh he wasn't trusting God that same anxiety, that same pattern of behavior. You can look at it. Genesis 12 through 26 talks about that journey with Abraham and Isaac. Isaac does the same thing to Rebekah as Abraham did to Sarah. So, look at those. It's in the scripture. And um, you can see it there. But um, we're going to move on to Philippians 4. Here we go. Make sure I'm in the right book here. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. We're going to look at what Paul writes to Philippi. And it says, Be anxious for nothing. Right? I'm sure this is the passage you were thinking about as I started talking about anxiety. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts, your minds, in Christ Jesus. 
I'm going to tell you this. These two things, medication and supplements, they're great. But here's medication and supplement for what you're going through. If you filter those emotions, you turn back to God. It says, be anxious for nothing. He tells you, don't even worry about it. But in everything, by prayer. So start praying. And supplication. What's that? Those two things. Prayer and supplication. Supplication can have to do with um, fasting at times. Giving of your time. If you give back to others, a lot of times that worry goes away and you're helping other people. Um, denying yourself. Coming closer to God. Reading. Taking time away from the TV. Putting that aside. To read through the scriptures. This thing is filled with positive um, aspects. There's struggles in here. If you want to read about anxiety, read Abraham and Isaac. But you see how God delivers them. There is always hope if you will just turn to Him in that. And so... Um, and what happens whenever we do it? With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Tell Him about it. Tell Him your struggle. And the peace of God. Here's what happens when you do this. The peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. I don't know anybody that deals with anxiety that doesn't want peace, which surpasses all comprehension. God can do that. He does do that. I have seen that myself. It is quite amazing. And so, that is one piece of the anxiety. Let's turn over to Matthew 6, 25-34. This is one that um, Dr. Stokes, all of our uh, teacher teaches about. He talks about the fat birds of McDonald's within this passage. And um, I'll get to that in a minute, but why don't we go ahead and read this and you'll see what it says about anxiety. So, Matthew 6, 25-34. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried, huh. not worried or anxious, about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Let's stop there. How many men out there have worried about providing for your family? How many of you individual ladies out there have worried about where the next paycheck will come? I have. I personally struggle at times when I'm not... Uh, getting the positive feedback from work and I'm wondering oh, are they not are they worried about what I'm doing or uh, if I should stay there because it's not really good for my family how many hours I'm working where am I going to go Lord I'm anxious I'm worried about the next step this, this passage says be anxious for nothing wow because we'll go on but I just wanted to point that out. I struggle with it at times. So, picking up, not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink. Picking up in verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. 
that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And two of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life. And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of those. Like a lily of the field. Not even Solomon did that. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, me, my family? All right. You of little faith. Oh, man. I struggle with that. When I found a new job and I get started and I read this passage, you of little faith. And I look back and I'm like, wow, God, thank you for getting me out of that other situation. But man, did I have anxiety over it? I did. And he already knew my next step. He already took care of my wife. He took care of my kids. He clothed them. May not have much more than what's on the table for food that week. For that month, paying the bills, but he took care of you. One way or another, he takes care of you. Alright. Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? Verse 32. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Again, here comes the instruction. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. You're here today. God is taking care of you. He's taking care of me. He's taking care of my family. He'll take care of your family. There's no reason to be anxious when you're one of God's. He's taking care of you. Be anxious if you're doing wrong and He's not correcting you. For the Father loves us so much that He corrects us. So if you're not being corrected, that's when you need to be anxious. You need to go to Him and accept Him as your Lord and Savior. But if you are His, know that He's always going to care for you. So go to Him in prayer. Go to Him in supplication. Talk to Him. He will help that anxiety. If we're talking about a chemical imbalance, seek those medical doctors that He has He's placed in this current time to help you with medications possibly. But look, see if you're in that sinful nature. This is going to become a three-part series because I'm not going to go past this. But anxiety is a big one. I'm telling you right now, I've struggled with it at times, and there's no doubt that a lot of other people struggle with that every day. Help your children if they are struggling with anxiety. If they they go to bed at night and they're having um, nightmares, be there for them. You can be the hands and feet of Jesus. You can be there for your child. You can be there for those who are anxious over this COVID. This is a peace 
that God calls us for when other people need us, we can be there in times of anxiety, in times of stress. And I'm telling you right now, I want all of us to come back together more than probably even most of you. I can't say all of you, but most of you. I am wanting us to come back together. Yet I'm listening to the instructions and wisdom of other elders, not just in our church, but around the country. I'm listening to lawyers, Christian lawyers. Uh, I'm watching the findings of the government, the, the courts. Uh, it seems like they're wanting to keep everybody healthy. Although sometimes when I, I read the stuff in the news and everything, uh, it seems like they're just wanting to keep us out of church. Yet they can't keep Christ. They can't keep us away from each other. That's why we have the hopper rope. So anxiety. That is um, the first one in this three-part series that I'm gonna, I just went over. You can see it in the scriptures as you see Abraham and Isaac deal with anxiety. You can see it in David as he said his sin was before him and his anxiety was high. He confessed his sin. That is another way that we can uh, help get rid of that anxiety and walk with the Lord. Just remember, God's always with you and he will always care for you. And today, he's walking with you. And if you need prayer and you're, you have that high anxiety, please reach out to any of the elders in our church. Call me, text me, email me, um, whatever is needed. And if you're um, listening on the website and you need prayer, email us at disciplecenter at AOL.com. And contact us in Disciple Center Ministries on Facebook. We're here for you. We want to work with you. We want to support you through all of that. So, again, um, be that comfort, if you will. Grab that person, hug them, let them know you're there, and um, let your kids know that they can always turn to the Lord. One thing that Karen and I have always talked about with our girls is even when they're struggling at night and we're sleeping, they don't want to come downstairs. They can talk to God. And the best thing is to do is to teach them how to pray. And that's how um, some of them have went back to sleep, knowing that they have a Heavenly Father that can comfort them even more than we can. So let us go to the Lord in prayer now, knowing that He hears us. And I'll take some Q&A if you guys have any. Father in Heaven, we just come to You now. We thank You for Your blessings and Your watch care. I thank You, Lord, that... Um, you have allowed me to work in this field of mental health that works with these different emotions and allowing me to be a beacon of hope, not sometimes by my words, but by my behaviors and helping others to see the light. And so, Lord, today, I ask you to be with everybody out there, um, including myself. Help us with our anxiety over what's going on in this world with unrest and with COVID and health and everything else going on, Lord. Help us to turn to you, to filter our emotions through your scriptures and to find the hope. Because no matter what, Lord, as long as you're there, there is hope. And when there, when you aren't there and we're not filtering through the scriptures, we will sink just like Peter did. So help us to focus on you and to cast our anxiety and all of our cares on you. You will bring us through these things we ask through your Son, who also set aside his own anxiety and followed your will, O Lord, on the cross. Amen. Amen. Alright, I will...
take any Q&A if you have any questions. Um, perhaps this will be short. There won't be any questions. But uh, then we'll just move along. The next ones I will talk about will be um, depression and then, or sorry, anger. And then I'll turn to the depressive signs. And, and that's all I found people, historical people within our faith that struggled with it. All right. Well, if you will call your kids back down, we will go ahead and return the Torah and the Gospels since it doesn't look like we have any questions. Let me pull up. I still need to pull up and get this ready for the Torah and the Gospel return. I usually do that when Bruce is teaching. Blessed art thou, Lord oh, God. I hear it. Hold on, hold on. Sanctify us by your word and spirit. All right. See, I do this all behind the scenes.